0: In the last example, I mentioned that every problem is going going to be different. So even though I see a quotient and I see a square root, it's not exactly going to be the same technique to find dy dx of this function as it was for the last example. The difference between this one and the last example in one aspect was that I had the square root of the entire thing. So that's why looking at it like art is so helpful. Because instead of having a big square root of a quotient, like I had in my last example, the first thing I see is a quotient of two functions. So I have a big quotient of a over b. And it just so happens that b is the square root of something. So b is a square root function. a is just a nice linear function. But I have really, first and foremost, I have a quotient, a over b. So what would be the first thing to do to differentiate it? The first thing to do to differentiate a over b is to just do the quotient rule. And then I'll deal with the chain rule when it comes up. So I don't even really have to think about it other than say, okay, quotient rule first. So the quotient rule says the denominator rewritten times the derivative of the numerator. The derivative of the numerator is just the derivative of 4x plus 1, which is 4, minus the numerator times the derivative of the denominator. Now, some students actually find it helpful to write dx of the square root of x squared minus 1. I'm going to write it up here, up above. The derivative of a square root of x squared minus 1 is the derivative with respect to x of x squared minus 1 to the 1 half power. So I've got something u to the 1 half power and I need to differentiate it. So I'm going to take the derivative of u to the 1 half power first and foremost. General power rule. 1 half times u left alone to the 1 half minus 1 which is negative 1 half. Then this u is more than just x. So I have to multiply by du dx which is Derivative of x squared is 2x minus 0. So there's my du dx. Close the brackets. Now where am I again? I'm doing the quotient rule, right? Denominator times the derivative of the numerator minus the numerator times the derivative of the denominator, all over denominator squared. That's going to be nice, because what's the square of a square root? kind of like who's buried in Grant's tomb. I don't know if you know that joke. It's kind of old. Who's buried in Grant's tomb? People stop and think for a while. Oh, don't tell me. I know. I learned this in history class. Who's buried in Grant's tomb? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, it's Grant, right? What do you get when you square a square root? You just get the thing inside. The square of a square root is just the thing inside. So that's nice, right? I'm starting to rewrite the numerator Okay, what have I got over here? (laughs) I've got a 2x times a 1 half is just x. I've got a 4x plus 1. And I've got a negative 1 half power of x squared minus 1. That's my derivative. You might be able to leave your answer like this. Or you might see that you actually have a common factor, and you can factor it out. It's x squared minus 1 to the negative 1 half power, because this is the positive 1 half power. Or you you might write this as a complex fraction and then simplify. So I think the factoring thing is very confusing for students. So if your answer is not the one right here that I'm pointing to, then you might have to rewrite it. So you write the numerator over the denominator, which is x squared minus 1 to the negative 1 half power is 1 over that square root, all over x squared minus 1. Now, do you remember with complex fractions, a quick way to get rid of them? Multiply top and bottom by whatever's causing the problem. In this case, it's the x squared minus 1. So, if I multiply everything by the square root of x squared minus 1, I get 4 square roots of x squared minus 1 from here. But then I have to multiply it by another square root of x squared minus 1. Minus when I multiply the second term by it, it does exactly what I wanted. It gets rid of the denominator. All over, I have x squared minus 1 parentheses times a square root of x squared minus 1. I'm almost finished, believe it or not, because square root times a square root, that's a Grant's tomb question again. Square root times itself is just what's inside, minus the second term. I could distribute that, right? Why don't I do that? Well, I'll do them all at once. All over x squared minus 1 times the square root of x squared minus 1. When I combine like terms, I need to distribute and combine. And my answer is dy dx, 4x squared minus 4, minus 4x squared minus x, all over x squared minus 1 times another square root of x squared minus 1. Notice this is not x minus 1, right? Equals, my 4x squareds add up to 0, and I have negative 4 minus x over x squared minus 1 times the square root of x squared minus 1. And as if that weren't enough, your answer might still not match any that are given in the book or on a test, because what can you factor out of here? A negative. And then you can have x plus 4 over x squared minus 1 times the square root of x squared minus 1. Or they might really drive you crazy and distribute the negative into the bottom so that they don't have to have any negatives so they'd have a negative x squared plus a positive 1 and they would write the positive 1 first just to be really obnoxious this is most likely what your calculator is going to give you as well which is why I wanted to, to complete it negative x squared plus 1 1 minus x squared everything else is the same from factoring the negative out Here, You see how this was a different kind of problem than the one we had done before? And you see how, again, if you have the chain rule down, it's just work the outside in. Work from outside in, and then once you've differentiated u with respect to x, then go on to the next part. The rest is algebra. And remember, with these rational functions, think fractions, and it'll help you know what to do next.